There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, our privilege again today to get some insights into what's happening in the nation of North Korea, renowned to be the worst persecutor of Christian believers in the whole world. There are tens of thousands of Christian believers who are in labor camps, concentration camps, because they are Christian believers. And why is that? Because Christianity and the presence of the Bible is a threat to the godlike cult stature of the leader and the way that that nation holds together. Christianity is truly a champion of freedom. Jesus Christ, the champion of freedom. We're back today with the Reverend Dr. Eric Foley, who's Chief Executive Officer of Voice of the Martyrs in Korea. Eric, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me. Eric, I wanted to ask you about the persecution that happens within the borders of North Korea. And as I understand it, and last time we were talking, you mentioned that persecution now is going beyond the borders of North Korea. The North Koreans are persecuting Christians outside of their own borders. How does all that work? That's right, Neil. You know, for years, of course, for decades, since the inception of the North Korean state, it's been the policy of the North Korean government to find and exterminate all Christians. And they cast that net very broadly. And so it's not simply a matter of finding a Christian in a given village or neighborhood, but every North Korean is required to spy uh, on the homes within two homes of their own. If someone is found guilty of a particular uh, crime against the state, and Christianity is among the worst crimes against the state, Uh, and you did not report that crime, then you yourself would be guilty of the same offense. And so this is what has continued to populate the concentration camps to now where we have about 30,000 Christians by best estimates in those camps. But what's new and different in the past 18 months is that um, North Korea has begun to take the fight outside of its own borders in an effort to go upstream and and stop the flow, and its target is missionaries. And so uh, the United Nations uh, does an annual human rights report and update on religious freedom in each country, and uh, in their report uh, two years ago in North Korea, as they gave North Korea consistently bad marks, uh, North Korea responded by criticizing missionaries. And North Korea said that missionaries commit acts of terror, against North Korea. And so this is the first time that uh, missionaries had been called terrorists. And so um, that went with, unfortunately, very little uh, notice in the media. And, um, but North Korea has made good on that threat. And so we now have four uh, missionaries who are being held in Pyongyang uh, inside North Korea. And of those three uh, were missionaries who were not in North Korea in the first place. One had crossed the border illegally. Uh, in an effort to do underground church work. The other three, however, were uh, people who were operating in China. 
Eric, let's get this straight. What you're saying is that North Korea is aware of missionary activity that's happening from outside its borders and perhaps coming from South Korea or from China, those coming into North Korea. So what they've decided to do is actually go to the root of where the problem for them is coming from and and they're actually launching aggression against Christian missionaries operating outside who are supporting Christians within their borders. That's correct, Neil. You know, in our organization, A Voice of the Martyrs, we typically have two to three martyrdoms a year of Christians. Uh, and in, a, in the past, those had been completely inside of North Korea. Uh, but uh, in, in this year, that changed for us. April 30th of, of this year, Pastor Han, who was uh, our partner in Changbek in northeast China, uh, we operate a number of discipleship bases along the border between North Korea and China. He was in China. He's a, he, he was a, a pastor there. Uh, he was uh, Korean by ethnicity, but Chinese by citizenship. He had no um, particular political leaning and, and for more than 13 years had simply received North Koreans coming across the border who needed food and clothing, a place to stay. And he would share the gospel with them and equip them to return to North Korea to spread their faith. Uh, North Korea uh, always has spies along the border, and uh, about two years ago they kidnapped one of uh, the deacons from Pastor Han's church, and through that gained a lot of information about the, the work there. And so on April 30th, uh, two crews crossed the border from North Korea to China, and uh, they uh, accosted uh, Pastor Han. Uh, they stabbed him through the skull seven times, and then severed his artery, and then stabbed him up to the heart. And uh, in this way he was martyred. Uh, Pastor Han had been in my office in Korea, South Korea, three weeks before, and uh, he was aware that it was likely that he would probably be kidnapped. Um, and uh, what I remember, Neil, was the extreme peace and serenity uh, that he had in saying, uh, these are my people, this is where my family is, this is where my church is, so I must go there. And so whereas North Korea, through this kind of effort, is seeking to exterminate missionaries, what they're really doing is reinforcing the message of the missionaries. Because North Koreans are seeing uh, these people willing to lay down their lives uh, to help North Koreans. And we believe that Pastor Han's uh, influence and, and message and spirit uh, continues to, um, to work today, not only in Northeast China, where um, uh, missionaries continue to do the work, but even inside North, North Korea, where all of the disciples that he raised up continue to, to share the message, share the faith. Eric, how does that make you and your organization feel? Because you're the dean of what is known as the Underground University, a missionary training college for North Korean defectors in Seoul. To know that there are North Korean spies that are on the lookout for people just like you and where there are martyrs that are being recorded, those deaths of Christian believers, Mm -hmm. as you've mentioned, does that make anyone in your organization feel a little on edge? It's a, you know it's a good question Neil because um, the um, the situation when when our North Korean student North Korean defector students um, go through underground university they're actually trained to go with us to the very areas where North Koreans are and that's not only North Korea that's China Russia Mongolia Southeast Asia the Middle East uh, even in Libya and uh, in uh, Sudan and Saudi Arabia there's North Koreans doing construction work or doing various labor works and. The North Korean government sends out these laborers in order to be able to, to make money for the regime. 
And when North Korean defectors uh, who have come to South Korea, they become South Korean citizens and they go through this training school. When they go with us and they travel with us, it's a very dangerous proposition. Uh, about 10% of North Korean defectors who become South Korean citizens, when they go back to China, they're kidnapped and they're taken back into North Korea and executed after interrogation. So yes, it is a constant um, uh, issue for us. It's a constant awareness for us that in our work, we are always um, uh, risking uh, lives, our own lives and the lives of our students and our partners to do this work. Um, but what keeps us going is, is that uh, our, our connection was, uh, is with underground North Korean Christians who have no choice as to whether they endure that uh, level of persecution or not. And so biblically, we're taught to stand with Christians who are in prison, stand with those who suffer. And so we can't exempt ourselves from that kind of suffering. And uh, although uh, we're regularly warned uh, for myself, my wife, and our staff and uh, our students, um, uh, we feel that our role is actually even the simpler role or the, uh, the less risky role compared to the Christians in North Korea that we support. Because there must be some doubt in your mind when you have contact with someone who is a defector from North Korea. They're put in touch with someone on your team and by whatever means they are finally making contact and then becoming part of your underground university, being trained in some basic principles of Christian leadership that there may well be spies in amongst that group. Is that something of a concern? Do you have to somehow or other screen various ones who are called North Korean defectors before they can be trained to go back into North Korea? Absolutely. And not only does there have to be screening in, um, during that process of training, <clears throat> really you, have to, uh, you always have to work from the assumption that there is some level of infiltration in your organization, in your ministry, among your discipleship bases of people who are spies. Just to give you an idea of the level of spy activity uh, on the border between uh, North Korea and China, the intelligence agencies estimate that more than 90 percent of the North Koreans who come to the discipleship basis are actually spies planted by the North Korean government to gather information and to, to gather hard currency to help the regime. And so uh, you think in terms of with those kinds of odds, it's, it's, it almost seems impossible to imagine doing the work. But what we learned years ago when we started our work 15 years ago was that um, this is why it's important for North Koreans to be the leaders in the work they understand the North Korean mindset, and they're in a position to be able to navigate it much more effectively than South Korean missionaries, or Australian or American missionaries. And so, um, for example, 80% of North Korean defectors in South Korea are in monthly contact with their relatives inside of North Korea. About 30% of North Korean defectors had some contact with the Christian faith during their time in North Korea. And so it's important over a period of years to build up trusting relationships in order to be able to do this kind of work. But ultimately, it has to be work that's guided by North Koreans. And so our organization serves as a platform uh, for engagement. And um, that engagement, though, has to be not led by us as outsiders, but it really has to be led by those who understand the country the best, and that is the North Korean people themselves. Well, the Reverend Dr. Eric Foley, our guest, and I want to give the website because listeners to our conversation now will be fascinated and, if not a little 
on edge themselves knowing that Christian believers are under such threat and the work you do is dangerous, Eric Foley. Let me give the website for Voice of the Martyrs here in Australia for people who want to connect with Voice of the Martyrs. The Reverend Dr. Eric Foley is the Chief Executive Officer of Voice of the Martyrs in Korea. If you'd like to stand side by side with Voice of the Martyrs and support this wonderful organisation, here's the website, vom.com.au. It's V-O-M, that stands for Voice of the Martyrs, .com.au. Eric Foley, thank you so much for taking time to share these things with us. Let's talk on another day. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Neil. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.